1: Yeah, what What if Mason comes in today and that thing's all jacked up? Like he got infected and it's all droopy or swollen or whatever it might be. I'm not letting anybody else come near my eye with a razor or clippers or anything else. Yeah, That's you're see, looking at He's it. far more trusting than I am.
2: You're looking at it all wrong. There's, I, am? I I told you this. It's um, certain things you just you kind of got to do, and it's, uh, it's a respect thing. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you understand what that world's about. I and don't. Mace obviously. Uh, he went all in. He went all in yesterday all right. on the air.
1: So, well, in that in that regard, um, mm-hmm. when you and I get together again, I'm gonna bring in my clipper and I'll just give you one. If it's about you <laughs> needing respect, just hold real still and I'll <clears throat> just right in your uh, left eye. I let's do it. Uh,
2: let's do it. Rams post game show on Sunday.
1: <laughs> Deal. Hollywood Park Casino. will have a crowd. Yeah, that's, that's post-game, not happening. Post game yep, show immediately that. after the uh, Rams back. and Titans. I'll bring them. They will be in my bag. I'd like to see what would happen if I tried to go through SoFi security with uh, Clippers. That would be I could pretty see pretty you. Awesome. actually
2: where I could really see you is, you know, this obviously is not going to be the Rams game, but I could see you on like a Friday night, a couple drinks, sending me a text. Hey, come on, come. I got it.
1: <laughs> come on, stop still. by. Get over here. I'm going to take I'm at this you.
2: restaurant right now. They already told him there's a booth we could go towards the back, and I'll get this thing done in a couple minutes. <laughs>
1: ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests <laughs> appear via the Goodyear hotline. I, I really have a hard time articulating how much I like this. Oh,
2: this is the best. Um, by the way, if you're out on the road right now listening <laughs> on the app, just really we need your undivided attention, okay? <laughs> your undivided attention right now.
1: So college football coaches, prof- people, business people, employees they're incentivized right that if you do x we Mm -hmm. will give you y and it's a it's a good way to motivate employees right it's a good way to make sure that they are reaching goals and that they're trying to strive if you just say hey look you get all your money no matter what one way or the other well what's the incentive to do a good job
2: on the business side, back in the day, you had your budget. If you hit yep. your budget, then here's a some type of a bonus that you get for hitting your budget.
1: Yes. And this is particularly common in college coaching, mm-hmm. that if you win X amount of games or if you finish ranked this spot in the poll, you get X amount of dollars. This is awesome. The UCLA head coach.
2: Before you even go that far. <laughs> LATimes.com. Yes. Go to the sports section. <laughs> this is the front. This is the front. It's insane. It's not the Lakers. It's not the Rams. What are the Dodgers going to do in the offseason? Chargers big game. No, 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 no. It's the incentive for Chip Kelly to go... What's the record he has to go?
1: Hold on a second. Before we get to that, (laughs) I I feel like we need to set where the bar is, right? Can we put some
2: Bruins music on, please? (laughs) I think it's incredibly important right now. Yeah, absolutely. Incredibly important right now to have Bruins music on.
1: To kind of paint the picture of what you get for doing something that's important, okay? Nick Saban, if he wins the national title, gets an Mm -hmm. additional Mm $800,000, okay? If he gets to the championship game but loses... He gets $600,000. If he just gets into the semifinals, he gets $400,000. Okay, these are big big amounts. Even if you're Nick Saban, it's a lot of money.
2: And, you know, that criteria is obviously, well, damn, it's, you got to win the national championship. Right. Okay, but it's Alabama. That's it's not this is the expectation. Okay? Head coach at
1: Ohio State, Ryan Day, 100,000 if you get into the college football playoff. Not uh, bad. 150000 if you win the Big Ten East. Yep. And you get 250000 if get you get to the go, college football championship. Yeah, big numbers. Kirby Smart at Georgia. We were talking about a $600,000 if you lose the national title game. 500000 if you get into the national title. All, all of these different numbers. They're, they're big numbers. Okay. Yep. With that in mind.
2: <laughs> oh, I love this. Chip this so Kelly. Good. Yes.
1: Will get ten thousand dollars. Yep, if he finishes above five hundred. <laughs> is 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 that not? The most UCLA thing oh, you've ever heard is, in your entire life that this hey, can't be
2: real. Lo- look, this can't be real. A- how about this? We'll give how many you... times did you say when we're doing our prep call to Emily? Emily, you sure that's not a hundred thousand? <laughs> yeah. Not a hundred thousand for winning the Pac-12. pretty sure it's not. It's on <laughs> for, the front of the LA Times. For, it is ten thousand dollars
1: to just be a little bit better than average. Just hey guys, can you finish? Just no, it's you know, to be
2: average. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's and the best part of it all, he hasn't earned the money yet. <laughs> he has not hit that incentive yet. It is such an extraordinarily UCLA thing to have. The, the idea is, hey, if you can get us to the highest highs, we're gonna make your wildest financial dreams come true. <laughs> Just chip kelly ten thousand dollars is not a lot of money he coached in the nfl for several years he was on a team at oregon where the oregon pays their coaches right nike can write a stroke a pretty big check if you go to the nfl you're collecting a lot of money to coach an nfl team hey uh yeah hey chip come on in here have a seat you know what we're gonna do <laughs> you know what, we're, we're gonna we're gonna chip, we- let me ask you a question <laughs>
2: Wait, how does if 10, I told you dollars. that you had ten thousand more dollars in your bank account minus the taxes forty percent agent gets a little check here if I told you four additional forty five hundred additional dollars was in your union bank account by tomorrow.
1: How would that change the season I, for you, my man? Is this look? I, I'm a big believer in presentation, right? I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in you got it. You got to kind of set a standard. You got to gotta sell in, it. You've got to insist that I need you to get on this level, okay? That we're UCLA should compete for national championships, or at the very least, they should compete for Pac-12. Championships.
2: I was going to say just compete for the Pac-12 championship.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they're incentivizing mediocrity, and they're incentivizing it to the tune of Chip Kelly probably has ten thousand dollars in his ashtray in his car. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's a he's a wealthy man. <laughs> I do not. This is the most. Okay, which one's worse? The ten thousand athletics.
2: Is it the ten thousand or the just be average? No, it's just all be, of it. They're together. Just be
1: average. It would be one of. So for instance, if it was if you finish over five hundred, you get two hundred fifty thousand. At mm-hmm. that point, you just have a good agent. Right, that's just, that's just a way for you to make more money because it's such an easy threshold to, to meet. Should be. But, but if it's that threshold combined with that amount of money, think about this. If, this. This is the equivalent of this. Let's make it about us for a second, which is my favorite thing to do. If somebody came in and said, hey, listen, how many radio stations are in Los Angeles? 200. <laughs> if you are at least the 100th best show we're gonna give you guys an additional fifty dollar gift card to Arby's. <laughs> That's what we're talking uh, about.
2: Do you know what you could get at Arby's for fifty? It really is. By the way, I don't know if anything changed here. So right now UCLA is sitting at five and four. Mm-hmm. They have three games left. Do you think if he goes into that last game where the ten thousand dollars are on the line, how much does that change his locker room speech? <laughs>
1: Guys, let me tell you, we can go out tonight. We can go big. We can each get an appetizer and an entree and two drinks. This is if the you baby back
2: it. ribs thing that you were trying to promote last time. This is this is the perfect time, bro. It's a funny story and it's 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 comical and it kind of just shows you what the expectations are to be five hundred. Now, um, what has UCLA done these last couple of years? What do you go three and nine? four and seven three and four so it's you know we're, we're looking at also a university that the this is the standard
1: i well look when they hired him i thought it was going to be a home run i really did oh but, he, by he the way the as
2: everyone should
1: yeah a- it, absolutely he was one of the biggest names available in the college coaching ranks when he you know left the nfl and when they got him, i was like holy smoke the bruins got you this is going to work He's mm-hmm. going to bring his style of play. He can recruit players. Mm-hmm. It's UCLA. It's Los Angeles. That If you just did nothing but recruit L.A. and Orange Counties and the IE, you got a really good football team. You've got a really good football team, and you could apparently make uh, an additional ten grand along the way. Uh, we're going to get to see Vaughn Miller make his debut yeah. on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, a game that you uh, have promised to come to and let me carve something into your eyebrows. I love this line. This is what he said yesterday during his uh, introductory press conference. It's starting to feel good. It's starting to feel real good. You look at all the talent that we have. you know I went to sleep four and four and woke up seven and one. you know it's not' you know, it's, it's not you know on the back end of things, you know it's it's not really that bad. and I, I love that line. I went to sleep four and four and I woke up seven and one. It's really funny. the The other part of it that's great too, is I do think that what he just said right there just kind of gives you an idea of the bounce he's going to have in his step that Von Miller knew. this kind of goes back to where we were talking about the NBA. Broncos aren't going anywhere. Yep. Broncos are going to play their 17 games. He's going to go home. He's going to go into free agency, and that's it. And maybe he goes back to Denver. Maybe he doesn't. But now, 7-1, and one, I've got nine games left this season. I'm going to play in the playoffs. i got a chance to go back to the Super Bowl for the first time in a handful of years. Just the the lift that that will give him. Never never mind the Rams. We know what the Rams are going to get him. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, just that little extra spring in your step for him, I think, is meaningful.
2: Revives you. You know, if you're a player like that who's had success and now you're in just mediocrity or below – uh, below average for X amount of years, of course it revives you. And listen, he didn't just go to any team. He didn't go to, you know, you could say, let, let's use as an example, if he went to the Cowboys, you're still like, okay, well, there's still a lot of question marks there. You know, are they really one of the top teams in the NFC? I think you'd say the same thing about the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, there's a there's an expectation, and there's stars everywhere you look, and on paper it looks fantastic, and it's an organization that's trying to win today. So I think there's a lot that goes into it. And if Von Miller doesn't – whatever he felt like 48 hours ago or 72 hours ago when he was still with Denver, he's got to feel completely different now.
1: All right, UFC welterweight champ Kamaru Usman, he's going to join us next. He'll preview his fight against Colby Covington. That is UFC 268. That's coming up next on Travis Lee 710 ESPN.
3: The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Listening to that, the uh, the feast that we got a little bit yesterday, Al. I I know that we talk a lot about French fries on this on this show, and we yep. had a bunch of French fries here yesterday. Is there ever a bad way to do that? Is there? Have you ever gotten a French fry on? Eh, it's not great. It's a fried no. potato. It's the best thing <laughs> in the fried world. Fried
2: potato. Throw some salt on it. It's, it's, it's all you got. That's all you need to do.
1: It is a good deal. All right, we're going to uh, talk to Kamara Usman coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we talked about the Rams and their game against Tennessee. It's funny. We were talking this morning about the Chargers. The Chargers mm-hmm. have to go to Philly. To take on the Eagles. The Eagles are not good. The Eagles are not going to go to the playoffs. And I was making the case that this is an opportunity for the Chargers to kind of calm the waters. Right. This is an opportunity for the Chargers to get back into it. They've had a couple of clunkers in a row and just say, no, we're still a good team. Create some space with Kansas City. You know, keep pace with the, the, the Raiders and all of these things. And you're looking at me like I had frogs on my face.
2: So it's funny because this is, you know, if I just kind of take back and, you know, we've said this a couple times, you're like, are they going to charger it and the history of the Chargers? You know, you can put that all aside. You got a new coach. You got a new uh, quarterback, a franchise quarterback that everybody's obviously um, looking forward to see what his future is going to be like. Um, this is a game the Chargers will win. Like, it, it it really is. <laughs> the it's, tone it's,
1: in your voice is spectacular. What a, it, just it is. So it's a
2: matter of fact. This is – they they had – Two games where there was a lot of attention on them. I mean, that game against the Baltimore Ravens, that was arguably the game of the week. Mm -hmm. They had only one loss. They were playing fantastic football. There were a lot of positives you can kind of look at from what Justin Herbert was doing and how this team is going forward on fourth down and there's a lot of momentum being built. They got smashed by the Ravens. And then you got a game against the Patriots. And now it's kind of like, oh, well, they're coming off a bye. Everybody loses a game. It happens. You play the Patriots, (laughs) and you have two competent coaches in Harbaugh and and in uh, Belichick. And uh, Belichick was genius, as he always is, makes the Patriots. You're saying they had to go to a silent count at SoFi. That's normal, right? (laughs) All these things that are just, I think, get attached to the Chargers, and now the attention is off the Chargers. No one's really paying that much attention to them, and now they're going to take on a, a giant or a, um, a Philadelphia Eagles team that, in my opinion, they'll win the game and you know they'll get some more people that say hey look the chargers are good again. Take
1: me through this. Is this mm-hmm. just the the NFL equivalent of UCLA where they're going to they're going to get your attention, they're going to do something that hey, you know what? Maybe this is the year that it goes their way. Maybe this is the year that they've got the right quarterback. They've got the right coach. He's making plays on fourth down. Etc. etc. Cetera, et cetera, but you've been through enough of these guys. I I've, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. I know which games are going to lose. I know which games are going to win.
2: I think I think there's some of that that goes into it, and I think this is a, a lot to do, Trav, just there's, it's easily teams can get hyped up really quick, and I think for the Chargers, that was that was a case.
1: All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com, and as promised, we're joined right now by Kamaru Uzman, who's fighting Col- Colby Covington this week, UFC 268. It is on Saturday. You can see the fight on ESPN+. plus. it's good to have you on the show. How you feeling?
4: Feeling wonderful. How are you?
1: Fantastic. Um,
2: hey, we, we appreciate you being a part of it. I, I I got a question here. So this will be the second time you take on uh, Colby Coving- Covington, and it's nearly two years ago that the last time you guys fought. Is it? Can you take much from a fight that you had two years ago with somebody, and you've had other fights in between, or do you kind of approach this one almost as if it's a clean slate?
4: Um. You can take a lot from it because um, you know we're both professionals who who have a system to what we do and um, you know the same with him he's a professional he has a system to what he does, and I respect that but um, you know I'm in the process of evolution. I continue to evolve each and every fight and you know, on 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 Saturday, he's going to see that evolution in, in full effect.
1: Is the evolution tactics, is it adding something new to your repertoire? Is it is it increasing fitness and, and endurance and those sort of things? Or is it trying to constantly reinvent what it is that you do?
4: I mean, you got to... Um, I, I don't think I'm... I say it for a reason. I think I'm one of the... I think I am the most well-rounded welterweight that's ever been. Um, there's nothing that I can't do and do well. And me just continuing to evolve is getting that freedom to trust my techniques and, and implement them each and every time, wherever I see fit.
2: Uh, Kamaru take us some time to join the uh, Travis and Slewa show here, UFC 268, this Saturday, November 6th. You can purchase the fight on ESPN+. Um, you know, this is probably going to take you back way back here, but I'm gonna, I'm curious because of the sport. I think, you know, it's common. I know for me, growing up, it's like, okay, hey, you grow up, you're playing basketball, you're playing football, you're playing base. Some of these major sports. What got you into the sport? Just, just out of curiosity, for the MMA and UFC, just in general, what got you into the sport? And obviously, you, you, you've done, you've accomplished so much, but I'm curious, kind of looking back, of what, what initially got you into it.
4: Well, it's just natural progression. Um, you know, um, I was I started wrestling in high school, and somehow I found that. Uh, and when I found wrestling, it, it just kind of took me away from every other thing in my life. You know, wrestling. And I know people say to me, it sounds kind of cheesy when they say sports saved their lives, but I was already doing sports. But wrestling, finding wrestling, essentially changed my life. Um, Gave me an opportunity to go to college. Um, and while I was in college, you know, just that thrill of competition, that, 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 you know, competitive edge continued to grow and grow rapidly to where after becoming a national champion, I mean, successful, I had a, a successful career in college. I wanted to continue to compete. And the next step was, uh, let's go be an Olympic champion. And so while competing in that sense, I was exposed to mixed martial arts. And being exposed to it was um it was different, you know, and while I'm looking at it and saying, Wow, this is, it looks kinda scary um, at the same time I couldn't help but be pulled in that direction. And obviously with the uh with the nudge of guys like Sugar Rashad Evans, I said, you know what, let me go give that a try and um and I did and you know, the rest has been history.
1: Kamara Uzman joining us right now, UFC two sixty eight coming up this Saturday, November sixth. You can see the fights on ESPN plus. You made some news recently when you said that you want to fight Canelo Alvarez. It's obviously an incredibly interesting idea. What do you think the chances are that you'll be able to get something done and actually make that fight happen?
4: Um, I think the chances are very good. I mean, um, you know, we're in the we're in a business of entertainment. Uh Canelo's an entertainer, so am I. Um, we are going head to head this weekend, and which is fantastic. I mean, it just it just sets the stage. Um, we'll go out there, respectively. We do our jobs like we we're supposed to. Um, why not? I mean, you've never seen where. When have you ever seen the pound for pound best fighters in both combat sports in their prime actually fight? You know, it's it's never been done, and that's what we want to do. We want to give the people something that's never been done. He's ran out of contenders in you know, boxing, and I've ran out of contenders in MMA. Mm. So why not make it happen? Promoted by one of the best promoters ever in history, Danny White. I think there's a strong chance for that potentially
1: happening. Who, who would have a bigger challenge, you trying to fight in his sport or him trying to fight in yours?
4: I mean, come on, I think that's a question. The whole world knows the answer to that. I mean, these guys, they're martial artists, but they're not fighters. You know, they're boxers. Boxing is a form of martial art. It's one art. It's not fighting. If you look at any street fight, two-thirds of that fight ends on the ground at some point. You know, these guys, it takes years to be able to learn wrestling. It takes years to be able to learn how to control and manipulate another man's body. Boxing it takes a, a, it's a lot shorter time. Of course, I have no disrespect. But boxing is an art that needs to be mastered for years, but it's a lot shorter time period to learn some of those skills as opposed to learning all the skills required in mixed martial arts. So, for sure, we know the answer to that one.
2: Kamaru, I think because Travis asked that question, I think he needs to step in an octagon with you. I and mean, that's my personal opinion, so... Yeah, he might need to. He might need to. No, I'm good. <laughs> hey, I, one more for me, Kamaru, and, and we appreciate you taking the time. Um, a great fight coming up this weekend. Colby Covington, Kamaru Uzman, UFC 268 this Saturday. You can purchase the fight on ESPN+. Plus. Um, you oh. were born in Nigeria. Um, I, I'm curious if... Are, are there? Has the sport grown in Nigeria? Have you been a part of that? I'm, I'm just more of a curiosity of the MMA continues to be a global brand that's continuing to grow because um, uh, you were born there. That's where you are from. Ha, has it grown specifically in that country? Have, have you been a part of that uh, that growth?
4: Uh, I wouldn't say just in that country. I think it's safe to say I'm probably the most famous. Uh, uh, combat athlete in the sport of Africa. Mm.
1: Um,
4: it's not. It's not just in Nigeria. It's grown bigger than I actually thought it was, you know. And uh, I got the pleasure to see that this past summer.
1: Fight's coming up this Saturday, November six. You can see it on ESPN Plus. It is UFC two sixty eight. Kamara Uzman against Colby Covington. Kamara, appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much. Thank
2: you, man. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure.
1: You got it. Al, I do not appreciate you saying that you're trying to book me a point. Well, I felt like you were calling him out. in the world.
2: I felt like you were calling him out. How so? How did I do that? I think he's coming in um, this Saturday at 170. Uh huh. So I think just that's from my right my, leg. That's. <laughs> I think from a weight differential that this can kind of even itself out. And you've always told me, this is something that you've said since when we were doing the night show together, <laughs> that you'll take on anyone in UFC mm-hmm. in Orange County. You've always yeah. kind of thrown that out there.
1: Yeah. That's, that's something that I'm very, very well known for, especially without my mustache and just getting in fights on the street and having them end up on the ground. That's By my the way, speciality.
2: Could I, I just say something? What a, you know, what a fascinating sport. And when I, you know, I wanted to know the background, like, why did he choose that why. How, how do you evolve into – because naturally we all grow up. Somebody's playing soccer. They're playing baseball. They're playing, you know, football. They're playing whatever the case is, basketball. What an interesting sport. And I, the background of how you get into that sport specifically I think is, is fascinating in its own right.
1: If I last – twenty three seconds in that fight, do I get a ten dollar incentive bonus? Is that is that is that how it's gonna work? Twenty three is too much. I wouldn't make it to twenty three. How about four seconds? The bell rings. I could I could probably evade him for two or three seconds before he got me.
2: Yeah, I don't I didn't I, <laughs> not even worth that conversation there, <laughs> but I
1: need I needed my my brewing incentive. I need my eight bucks or whatever it might be if I if I get that far along the line. All right, factor cap coming up next. It's Travis and Slee seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know, ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: If you go uh, four for four and get 10 points against Lee, I think I'm uh, I'm officially going to quit the picks and just let the listeners do it against you from that point.
2: Did, I, did you realize that someone who is as good in their sport as anybody has ever been in MMA uh-huh. can sound like they're good over the phone?
1: Okay, so here's, here's the thing. The MMA guys, I don't want to say a, a, a vast majority of those guys went to college and spent, they're good talkers. You know what I mean? They, and Not that you have to go to college to be a good talker, but they've done a million interviews. They've been around this a million. I was not surprised at all. No, what
2: I mean by that is um, as in he comes off incredibly intimidating oh, look, over ow. a phone ow. than he would in a ring, in an octagon, no, right? No. Like, that. that's my point. My point is, is every question I asked, I'm like, <laughs> uh, is it okay if I ask this
1: question? He could have sounded like a librarian, and he's a MMA champ. Of course, it's just—it's the title that's intimidating. That just—if no matter what it is, no matter what they sound like—if you fight for a living, yep. I'm scared of you. I'm, I, I'm terrified of you.
2: Yeah, I didn't matter if I asked him, hey, you know, what do you usually put in your coffee? <laughs> Every response he had is, yeah, he would kick my ass.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I think that's true for just about everybody. Time for a little factor cap. Oh, that's cap.
2: It's so cap, dad. <laughs> Everything I've said is a cap,
1: but I'm going to go fact. <laughs> First of all, it's not a cap. It's
2: no, just it is a cap.
0: cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. You, have, you guys haven't had enough of me today. Uh, it's just another no, whole segment it's, it's, of Factor Cap.
2: It's a ton of Emily. We're doing a ton <laughs> of Emily. All
0: right, so up first, you would call... So I've gotten in trouble with for this before, where okay. I am going to a restaurant, you know, you get a, you get a water cup because you don't want to pay for a soda at the, one of the soda <laughs> machines, and then I fill it up with soda, you know, or, or tea, whatever else. Sure. So I've gotten called out by my dad about this before, and <laughs> Good it's been embarrassing. Dad.
2: <laughs> so wait, real quick, before you even throw it out there, uh, what's you know? That's kind of a bold move in a clear cup. <laughs> well, that's hey, why they so give you the clear cup, The place right. that I Unless went didn't have a
0: clear cup though, <laughs> so it was. It's honestly in their fault. So, um, <laughs> you would call out your friend if they filled up their water cup with soda at a restaurant. Alan, is this factor cap?
2: Uh, I think it's cap. I don't think I'd call them out. I would. I would. I would. Have a conversation one-on-one with them, but I'm not like, hey, you guys got to kick this dude out. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs>
1: gonna, no, that's a dollar twenty-five that's him to going the against authorities in the restaurant. Just do you? Okay, then, then I would then bit. I would
2: say something to him. Yeah, I would definitely be like, uh, bro, it's uh, two dollars and twenty-five cents. <laughs> you need me to pick pay that the, up for you? I'll buy you the your coke. By the way, it's free refills. <laughs> it's like when you actually really look at this, we're looking at a dollar thirteen net per cup. <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, yes, it's it's a fact I'm gonna I'm gonna say something but I, I've because I, I, I have this weird thing. I, I'm a bad guy for a lot of reasons, but I have this thing where I'm a rule follower almost to an extreme degree like if you on tell random me, stuff on random things. yeah, I wait for the light to turn green before I cross the street. I if I ask for a water cup, I'm going to put water in the cup. Okay, I'm not going to fill it up with root beer or Fanta or Coca-Cola or anything. I'm going to get the water. But however, I do have a question because I don't know if this qualifies because I do do this on occasion. I don't drink a ton of soda, but I do like club soda, like bubble water, you know. If can I take that? Yeah. <laughs> is, you can. Does, does that count yeah, as it's that, essentially so water. Sort of, you know? No, that it one's is, okay. But yeah, that one's a fair game. Okay, good. I feel bad. I feel better about that because I do do that all the time.
0: <laughs> and my dad didn't make me go back and pay for it. Good for your so, dad. So, anyway. Uh, so, I'm <laughs> not sure how much games you guys go to lately because you work a lot of them. But if the kiss cam comes on and you and your significant other are at a game, do you ham it up for the kiss cam or do you sheepishly give her a kiss? Travis this is his factor cap. Uh, oh. So, I I gotta rearrange that. So you ham it up. You don't cheapishly give her a kiss. Cap, cap. cap?
1: That's cap. I would, I would give her a kiss, but it would be one of those. We've been married for 24 years, and I'm doing it more out of kiss cam obligation than I am looking to get something started. I, I just think that you gotta pick time and place. Right. That if if the Staples Center or SoFi is not the time to. So what are you? What are you up to? <laughs> that's that's not the moment. You gotta you gotta pick your spots. So I'm gonna go a little more uh, a little more chaste, Al.
2: So this kind of says a lot. By the way, that kiss cam thing is not only uncomfortable for the people who are on camera; it's also uncomfortable for those who are watching. Okay, because I think. <laughs> There's a lot of times it's the you know the girl that will be like nope that ain't happening or on purpose
1: date too it could be an awkward situation or on
2: purpose they have the girl next to the wrong guy like the camera actually needs to go a little bit to the right (laughs) because she's actually with a man on her right not with the dude on the left so those are always a little uh, those are always a little uncomfortable the way I would do it is just yeah just lean over and give her a kiss. Quick little wave, and then that's it. They go on to the next person,
1: You're right? Just looking, it's got to be some that, quick that's, as that. That's the most Alan Slewa answer ever. It's just, can you just move it on to the next person, please? Hundred percent. I'm done here. Move Flat. it down the
2: road to the next guy. The last thing I'm trying to do is, I like, you know, I'll keep the camera on. Let's, uh, let's,
1: you know, let's do 20 <laughs> seconds over here. <laughs> How long can you make it go? I, eh, why not? Who knows? How often <laughs> do you get on the kiss cam?
0: All right. So Jeff Prost, uh the host of Survivor, turns 59 today. If you had to do one reality competition show, you would do Survivor. Alan, is this Factor Cap?
2: Uh, that's definitely Cap. I would not do Survivor because I would not, I would not. Yeah, that wouldn't go well. Let's that, just say that my survival skills would not come into play. Um, you know which one I I, I do. Trav, you ever get caught up? Those freaking, and I haven't watched them in a while, but those real estate shows that they do, uh-huh. like they do one of them. You mentioned, I think, this earlier, Love, the it, or love it or List It, it yeah. right? Where, all right, they're going to, I don't know if this is the same one, but I know there's one where it's the home that they're currently in. They're either going to completely remodel that one, and then there's the other person that's trying to sell you. No, 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 there's a home out there, <laughs> brand new, that you're going to watch. That would be a fun one, I think, to do, and it's also always done in places Nowhere near LA, so they're just like, "Hey, for three hundred and fifty grand, you could have a three thousand square foot home on three acres." You're like, "What? How
1: <laughs> yeah, no, does that exist?" Those shows are far more interesting in places that are not Los Angeles because of the price points. You're right, but if you just want three hours to disappear from your life before you've known what's happening, turn on Love It or List It because you're going to watch 100%. six episodes before you even know what happened. It's terribly watchable. That's it.
2: I'm moving to Mississippi.
1: I, I am not going to host um, Survivor either, so that's cap for me. Uh, Ted Allen, I'm gunning for your job. I want that chop gig. I want to come in there. I want to read the secret ingredients. Mm. I want to walk over and ask what your inspiration was. I want to see if you go to the pantry, which plate you choose. I want to be snarky like the judges. I, uh, I love Ted Allen. I've actually I actually talked to him a couple times. He's one of my favorites. Um, But I would take his job in one second if it were offered to me.
2: All right, so I like trap shit on a restaurant. Should no, a restaurant.
1: I don't want. I want to. I'd work in a restaurant, but I just do. They have you know, like in the medieval times, they'd have a tester, a, a, a royal court tester. So it's
0: like a poison tester. Yeah, but
1: I don't want to taste for poison. <laughs> I want to taste for flavor. I think I'd be very good at that. No, yeah. yeah, no. This is this is send this one to Saliwa. Let's try again before we send this out to the people. <laughs> and then
2: I come out. <laughs> Where's the chef? This is
1: amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. This
0: is all connected to your podcast. This is yes. This just needs to happen. So I've only
1: got a few lanes.
0: <laughs> so Jimmy. Callen, Jimmy Kimmel every Halloween does a prank where he asks parents to trick their kids into thinking that the parents ate the candy. <laughs> it is a hilarious video oh, every good. year. It's kids good. either get like super sweet and like it's okay, mom or dad, mom and dad, or yep. they get super angry. So it's <laughs> kind of one or the other. But mm-hmm. my statement is this is just cruel, and kids have the right to be angry about this. Uh, Travis is a factor cap.
1: It's cap because. Let me explain the parent-child dynamic to everyone here and everyone that's in their car listening to this right now that has children understands this. Your children are wonderful and you love them on a level that's impossible to explain. But they create problems from you for you on a daily basis. And it's just the price of doing business as a parent that they're gonna do things that drive you crazy. They're gonna do things that cost you a lot of money. Like they're steal gonna, from a restaurant <laughs> with water. Like that, for instance. you they're just all of these things that as a parent you're constantly putting out fires and dealing with things. And that's that's the that's the deal. It's fine. But when you can just kind of turn it back just a little bit and just stick it in just a little bit for that half a second where it's like, see, I'm still the one in charge of this relationship, it's very, very satisfying. So, uh, yes, I, uh, I I think it's totally fine to tweak your kids on their Halloween game. Bro,
2: this is the most cruel thing you could possibly do, okay? <laughs> All kids look forward. There's a couple things they look forward to. A, they look forward to Halloween because they can grab a pillowcase and stock up with – Hundred and forty-eight Tootsie Rolls. Okay, <laughs> the other thing they look for is Christmas morning to go downstairs and open up some presents. They're not asking for much, are they? Annoying? No, sure, they are.
1: Uh, wrong. Uh, uh. All they do is ask for things.
2: Yeah, that's but that's part that of being. A, that's but that's part of being a kid to take Let away <laughs> their freaking Halloween candy back. that they went and in. Uh, this is the fun thing. This is the funny thing about it's like. That's almost like a job. It's not like you just wake up and all the candy is just waiting for you. No, you got to go door to door. You're negotiating. You're selling. You, work you know what kind candy. of you work for that damn candy and for the and, the and the prank is actually pretty hilarious. But every time I watch it, I'm like, why are we doing this? Can we <laughs> leave this? This kid's going to be scarred until they're 24.
1: Give them their damn candy. I, I get it, but you may feel differently when you've had this conversation. Hey, uh, Dad, I'm going to go over to Dave's. Okay, do you have a ride home? Yes. You're 100% sure you have a ride home. Yes. I really don't want to come get you later tonight. Do you have a ride home? Yes. Okay, go to Dave's. Phone rings about 1130. Can you come pick me up at Dave's? We've been over this. Every you, know 10 for you know why he did that? You know why he did that? Because
2: he took his freaking candy away when he was eight. <laughs> <laughs> He'll
1: never forget. Maybe not. Maybe not.
0: All right, I have one more. So I, I know we talked about this earlier in uh, a earlier segment, but Buster Posey is going to announce his retirement today. Rich. So what was uh, I saw that, and then I saw on my Twitter that it was trending as a Dodgers fan. So mm-hmm. a bunch of people were like tweeting out, "As a Dodgers fan, I still like Buster Posey." Things like that. So prefacing prefacing your statement with "as a Dodgers fan" is just annoying. Just say what you mean. Doesn't matter if you're a Dodgers fan or not. Just say what you mean. Alan, is his factor cap?
2: Oh, it's cap. I mean, it's incredibly important that you put. Let me just use as an example. Um, if I'm going to give some love to uh, the. I'm trying to think here. I I'm I don't know if like I, have a great Burton. example, yeah, if I'm going to give some love to the Boston Celtics for whatever reason, or I there's something about. Here's a good one. Steve Ballmer, Steve Ballmer's he's a mover and a shaker. The dude is doing things. But anytime I give any type of compliment to Steve Ballmer or the Clippers or the direction that they're going in. I definitely make sure to say beforehand. Yeah, just a reminder here. I mean, this is coming from a Laker fan. I probably say that 150 times when they were in the playoffs, and we were, you know, covering their playoff run. I think you kind of have to preface that.
1: Yeah, it, it's an elevator, right? It's it's something that makes it even a greater compliment that if I say to, for instance, if I like Ichiro right? Ichiro's a great player, but Ichiro never took anything away from the Dodgers. So if I say, hey, I love Ichiro. He's a great player. I enjoy watching him play. That means one thing. But when it's Buster Posey, and you say, as a Dodger fan, I can even get with Buster Posey. It takes it to a whole nother level. So I'm okay with the qualifier. All right, there you go. That is your factor cap. What what segment are you doing in the uh, 12 o'clock hour, Emily?
0: I think we're just going to have to make it up on the fly. <laughs> just go. movies with Emily. Let's we'll do that and then.
1: <laughs> so so we've got do... our
2: giveaway.
1: we got Laker got tickets to give on. away. Oh, yep. i gotta,
0: I got to join the Pickums. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. There you go.
1: She can do some uh, some Pickums along the way as well. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Al, we finally have an answer to one of the great TV yes. debates of all yes, time. Yes, we do. It's coming up next. It's mm-hmm. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.
3: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: All right, so the Sopranos is always a good topic. You know what's funny? How We talked about the many saints of Newark when, yep. when that was coming out on HBO and in theaters. You went and saw it, and you Newark. were underwhelmed. Newark. <laughs> there you go. You got it now. Better? You, you were underwhelmed, right?
2: Oh, yeah, no, it just, by the way, I had, I didn't have very high expectations coming in, and that's, you know, how it played out. It played out just like that.
1: So, you're right, and I did not go and watch it because your recommendation was lukewarm. Chris, who is a huge Sopranos fan, had not seen it, but he had heard kind of things like that it wasn't great either. And then it kind of went away, so I never really felt the need to go back to get it, which is why this show is so iconic. We just don't know exactly how it ended, or at least we didn't until now, Um David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, and we, we everybody knows the iconic ending, right? Where he's in the diner and Meadow's trying to park the car and he's there with AJ and he's there with Carmela, and the tension's building and they're cutting back and forth and he keeps glancing at the door and he keeps glancing at the door and then everybody thought their cable went out. <laughs> everybody thought that, wait, what, what, my, my DVR cut this off <laughs> before the show had ended? And it was one of the great endings in television history. Whether you liked it or whether you hated it, you all remember it, right? You mm-hmm. all remember that thing fading to black. Well, he is saying now that, yes, Tony Which was Which y'all killed was in that? Diner.
2: Which one did you just do?
1: That was everybody. That's all everybody. y'all. All okay. y'all. That's an all yep. y'all. But I forgot to put in the y'all. But mm-hmm. y'all would just be you, me, Emily, and uh, Alex this morning. But we know Tony got shot in the diner.
2: Okay, so that's, that's, that's the way, you know, he kind of explained. So here's my question. Would you – have rather seen that would you have seen it played out like that and then that's when it ends or do you like the way it ended
1: i i I like it i liked it at the time Mm -hmm. and well let me let me let me go back in the literally in the moment it was happening i thought my television had died i thought that so i was confused i did not it was only after about 20 or 30 seconds where you were oh that was the ending of it all i loved it because it left it left it unanswered it left it unanswered as to what what happened everybody's going to talk about it absolutely yep. absolutely and it was one of the great endings and by the way it all makes sense because i would assume that if somebody comes up and puts two in the back of you that's what it feels like you're talking with your wife in the diner and then nothing <laughs> that's just how it all plays out i like it i think it i think it adds to the show i i kind of assume that's what happened anyway never really knew but i guess i guess now we know
2: yeah i, I i'm actually I'm okay with it too uh David Chase coming out and revealing it to the Hollywood reporter, "Hey, this is this is what the end was." And and, and I say that because um I Did think Did you need it,
1: to see it? Did you want to see him get shot?
2: I would have been okay with that. I would have been like, "Hey, this is how it ends and um, I, I would have been okay with that. And, and by the way, the fact that that didn't happen that way, it was also incredibly interesting. And as you said, you don't have to like the way you don't have to like the way it ended. But damn, do you remember it? Damn, were you talking about it? Damn, was at the conversation. Here we are, still sitting today. And if it wasn't for David Chase coming out and saying, hey, "What do you think of the ending? What do you think of the ending? Like, I, I think there's an allure to not really knowing how it ended there, as well.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, Emily.
0: I kind of find it interesting that Chase himself is annoyed that we care so much. Then why did you create such a great show? It's kind of your fault. You created all this windstorm. He says... What, did you want him to go face down Laguini? you know? and like I'm like, okay. <laughs> kind of. Kind, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We kind of did. When you have an open ending, like, bro, you're the one who wrote it. You're the <laughs> one who decided it. Don't get mad at us that we actually care about your show. Yeah, Would you rather we not care about
2: it? Yeah, it, he shouldn't get upset about it that. It changed a, a little bit, too,
1: with Gandolfini's death, right? That, be, that before he died, like in real life, James Gandolfini died. There was always this idea. Well, look, we don't really know. Maybe he can come back at some point, right? Maybe that he's not dead. Maybe it's something else along the way. But with Gandolfini's death, it felt more like, yeah, okay, we're done with with Tony Soprano forever. We're never going to get to see him again. And then they rebooted it, and Al, I'll let you take it from there because you were the one. By the way, was you like, should have watched eh, it. I don't know I why you can't. didn't see it. It's not gone. I don't, I mean, because it, I'll i tell you why. When you yeah. said, I don't know why to didn't see it, because nobody came to me and said, Trav, you got to see this. Mm-hmm. You, you love The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. You will really like this. Everybody that, you know, we all like The Sopranos, right? Nobody yeah. whose opinion I trust came to me and said, no, 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 it's pretty good. you got to go see it. So they've I'm not going to take them, two hours to see set something They've set themselves
2: like up for another one. I will tell you that. Like, they can do this again. That, that, the problem is I think it, it, it needs another one. Like, this could have been a good Netflix four episodes type of a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it could have been something like that. I think that would have probably been the better idea. And it could take you all the way up to the beginning of when Sopranos started. Something along those lines, I think, would have been a better... Um, a better way of doing it. And David
0: Chase also was was whining before the movie even came out that it was going to be released on HBO oh, Max and on yeah. TV. So again, yeah. he's just kind of whining that we cared a little bit too much about his finale, that Artists we cared a little bit too much about this.
1: Emily, they, they, like to, they like to have their work speak for itself. They do not mm-hmm. like to have to explain their art. They just like it to be there, and you interpret it as you would like. Um, Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It was so good that doing Many Saints at Newark or trying to reboot it or do anything else, it's, you, you can reboot 90210. It's not high art, right? I love it. I watched every episode. I could go deep on all of Brandon and Dylan's girlfriends. We could go through all of it. I know, I know that show backward and forward, but it's not high art. Something like this is, and when you try to revisit something like that, it never feels satisfactory. You know
2: what I didn't go out and see? that got a lot of publicity and I just knew 100% um, I didn't think it was going to be you know good and it's almost like why are you guys making this again I know why they are they're just going to go make some money coming to America too you know, or yeah. whatever they whatever the Not title great. of it is. I, I didn't go see it because I knew that wasn't going to live up to expectations. This I thought it was an interesting storyline. Like I liked the concept and the idea of it, but you're trying to live up to something that's incredibly tough to live up to, but you should still go see it.
1: Coming to America, the second one, is yep. a great example of I watched it, didn't hate it, but it was like, yeah, I really didn't need to see that
2: you're also not going to go out of your way to tell people you got to go see it
1: no it, it was fine it but it did not add to the story it was the same story that I didn't necessarily need to see all over again Lakers and Thunder tonight and we've got a lineup update coming up next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN